You're listening to the Cat Breeder Sensei Says Podcast. This is your show host, April Catito, and in this episode, we'll talk about the top five things that you should talk to your new kitten owners about. We will get into all of this juicy stuff right after this short message. Do you want to learn how to become a successful breeder of pedigree cats? Now you can. For the first time ever, enroll in an online training course that takes you step-by-step through everything you need to know to get on the right track. Visit catbreedersensei.com to sign up today and use code PODCAST21 to get $25 off. Okay, we're back. Disclaimer. Any of the information that is shared in this episode is based on personal experience or personal knowledge. Your experience with new kitten owners may be completely different. Okay, so here's something to think about. Not all new kitten owners are familiar with kittens or kitten behavior, even if they already have a cat or two cats at home. So you would assume that they would know some of the top things they should know about owning a kitten. Well, in fact, they don't. So as the breeder, you can play a very important role in helping them understand their new kitty even better by educating them on some of the things they should really know about when it comes to bringing home a new kitten and owning a cat. So in general, we know that cats are basically independent little creatures. But at the same time, they have very specific needs as well. So if we can understand the psychology of our kitties and our cats a little better, then we can certainly make their life more enriched. Let's start with number one, traveling with a kitten. So the cat spends its life from birth up until the time that he goes home, nice and snuggly and warm in his nursery or in your home with his mom. No problem. But then it comes time to leave and go home, and that's a big change for a kitten. It's a big change for anyone. So what are some things that we can do to make sure that the kitten travels comfortably? Now, some kittens are certainly better travelers than others. Some will meow and cry the entire time, and some will just be very quiet and kind of sit in the corner And some will still play and be normal or act as if they feel normal. So it's hard to tell when a cat is stressed out. So we always take the preparations to make sure that they feel as comfortable as possible when they are traveling. So as the breeder, you can buy inexpensive little blankets for all of your kittens, maybe at the dollar store or five below. I don't know if you have that store. And... Just a couple of days before they go home, put them into the nursery so they're not terribly covered with hair and maybe litter and, I don't know, poop stains. But you want to get the scent of their siblings and them and the home that they're used to and their mother on these blankets. So you can like lay them around the nursery and the kittens will love to lay on them. And that puts their scent onto these blankets and cats are all about scent. They love the scent of themselves and their familiarity. So when they're getting ready to travel, send home one of the blankets with the kitten. You put it in the travel carrier and then tell your new owners that this blanket is a sense of security or familiarity for the kitten and to definitely let the kitten have it once he gets home. So we'll talk about that next. 
but putting the blanket into the carrier uh, with the kitten or the car or just sending it home with him is going to help him resting a little more easy should I say and and just having that scent that he's familiar with with him all the time. You can also use some pheromones like feel away and spray them into the carrier about 15 minutes before the kitten actually enters the travel carrier. Pheromones in the feel away actually release a scent that is relaxing to the cat and it will reduce some of the stress from travel. So it's always a good idea just to go ahead and spray the pheromones into the carrier and you can inform your new owners of this to maybe have some on hand and use it before any trips to the vet uh, or if you have to travel again um, you know just use the pheromones to try to calm the kitty down. And then fasting maybe 12 hours before travel is a good idea. They will get the nervous poops. So when in the travel carrier, maybe 30 minutes into the ride, sometimes they're going to throw up and even poop. So if you do a little bit of fasting before they travel, it will help to eliminate an upset tummy just a little bit. Sometimes I'll have new owners that are actually driving four or five hours or even traveling on an airplane that is coming to pick their kitten up and then maybe they're driving back home in a car and they just let the kitten free roam around the car and that's probably not the best method to get the kitten back home in. They feel more secure in a travel carrier in a small space where they feel a little bit of comfort. Or you can also recommend like a little travel tent that you can get on Amazon if that's available in your country. And they have little built-in litter boxes. So I do like to let my kitten owners that are traveling to come pick their kitten up to go ahead and get one of those and put it in the back seat so that the kitten has a little travel tent with some toys and his blanket and a litter box in the event that he has to eliminate himself. Number two, introducing the kitten to the new home. This is a really important step in my opinion on how the kitten gets introduced into the new home. Now remember the kitten has been nice and safe and cuddly in his first home and now he's transitioning into a completely different life. And cats, well, they're not known to love change in a big way. So the transition into the new home should be done slowly and gradually. I don't ever recommend bringing a new kitten home and just getting it out of the travel carrier and, and letting it start running around the home on its own. That's probably a bit stressful for the kitten. They're not familiar with this environment. Their scent isn't on anything and it is going to stress them out. So there's probably all kinds of new people that want to meet the kitten, children, and even new pets that are going to be in the home. So there's definitely some ways that we can introduce the new kitten into the household and make him feel a lot better and a little more secure when it's time for him to have free roam of the house. So the kitten should be staged in a little room that is just for him. So maybe a bathroom or a spare bedroom, something that he can feel like it is his safe spot. So that's the place where he knows that he's not in danger. He has his, all of his resources there, including his little blanket and his food bowl, his water bowl and his litter. And the kitten should stay in this room for a couple of days at the minimum. So two to three days he stays in his safe room. Now you can go in to visit the kitten 
for 15 or 20 minutes and play with him and definitely interact with him and pet him and let him know that everything is okay and this is his new home now. It may seem like a really long time to leave the kitten in this room for a couple of days, but in the end, it's going to be just a little grain of sand compared to the rest of his life where you want him to have made that transition comfortably and have confidence when he does come out of his room and and become part of the household now. Now I'm a fan of feelaways so I think you should have a little feelaway plug in there to release those pheromones and reduce any amount of stress if there is any for the kitten. So plug in a little pheromone diffuser in his safe room. The room should be somewhere where he can hear the sounds and the people that are in the house and he can get familiar with all of the noises in his new home and just get comfortable in his new space. Now, when it comes to introducing your kitten into the home that has pets already there, your resident pets, you may have some conflict at first. So what I suggest doing is using a little pop-up tent or a travel carrier and introducing your kitten into the home to your new pets in short little intros per day. So short visual intros, maybe for 10 or 15 minutes, a couple of times a day, put the kitten into the carrier and put him in the main area of the house where the other pets can walk around the carrier and smell the new kitten and get used to the idea that this kitten is now part of the family. Cats are territorial and when they see new cats in the home, they feel like they are there to take their resources away whether it's their food, their human, their beds. So we don't want them to get that feeling. That will stress your resident cat out as well. So we want the introduction to be very slow and gradual, and we don't want to rush things. A lot of people take their kittens home, and they think that the resident cat is going to be excited to see a new kitten in the home and that's not usually the case. So always recommend to your new owners that they should do a very slow and gradual introduction process. I'll have a video on the episode on the website, catbreedersensei.com, that I really always recommend to people. It's by Jackson Galaxy. You can go to the website on and, and watch the video about a proper introduction, and I send that to my new kitten owners. Number three is litter box. So one of the number one complaints that veterinarians see from cat and kitten owners is inappropriate litter box usage or inappropriate elimination. And there can be so many factors that play into why the cat is not using the litter box. First, if the cat is eliminating outside of the litter box, make sure that there is nothing medical going on. So the cat should see the vet if he's not using the litter box and make sure there's no UTI, kidney infection, you know, blockage, anything like that. Some rules to go with as far as litter box is one litter box per cat plus an extra one. So if you have two cats in the house, you should have three litter boxes. The litter box should be big enough for the cat to get in including his tail and turn around should have three to five inches of depth of litter now the litter type is going to be up to the kitty sometimes they're finicky about how the litter feels under their paws so if it's if you're having a little challenge with the litter you might want to try different litter types there's so many different types out there there's clumping litter and 
silica and corn and wheat and newspaper and uh, pine pellets. So you might have to try different litters until you find one that the cat likes. Also, the location of the litter box matters. So the location of the litter box should be in a place where there's not a lot of traffic. So the cat doesn't want to feel like he's getting bomb rushed if he's in the litter box doing his business. Should also be at least two feet away from his bed, which should be two feet away from his water, which should be two feet away from his food. So you wanna make sure you have a good distance between litter box, bedding, water, and food. I mean, you don't wanna go to um, eat dinner in the bathroom, do you? No, neither does your kitty. Make sure that the waste is being removed from the litter box every day and then totally remove the litter and disinfect the litter box at least once every couple of weeks. Now, I know a lot of people don't do this, but to just clean the litter out, um, there's a lot of bacteria that collects in there and just replace it with new litter after the litter box has been disinfected is just good practice. Number four is food. So this is, you know, one of those controversial topics of what is the best diet for a cat? Well, we know that they are obligate carnivores and that they really thrive on a protein-based diet. So ultimately, a raw diet is probably the best choice for a cat. However, it's not the best choice for cat owners. It's high maintenance, it's a lot of prep time, and not everybody is willing or able to feed a raw diet to their cat. So you look to the products that are on the shelf to feed your cat. So they should definitely have a mixture of canned and dry food. And then again, you know, the quality of the food is going to make a big difference in the cat. I always say what works for me and my cats is, is up to me. You know, we'll decide that together. I don't want other people forcing specific food brands down my throat because they have an affiliate link um, like Life Abundance. You know, you see that everywhere. That's because they are commission-based. If you buy the cat food, then they get a commission. I, I, I'm not about that. I want to choose a food that I think the cats are happy with. Nobody's throwing up after they eat. No one has diarrhea after they eat. They are a healthy weight, their coats look nice and smooth and clean and they're not dried out and there's no dandruff. That's what I wanna see. That, to me, it means that they have a decent diet. Their eyes are clear. Definitely read the ingredient list on the cat foods and make the best decision that you can when it comes to choosing a cat food. There are so many brands that, you know, I don't think there's a wrong answer if you're choosing one that's high in protein, low in carbs, and that is, is made from quality ingredients. You know, the less ingredients that are on the list, the better the food is for your cat. Inform your kitten owners to make good decisions. You can start your kittens out on a particular brand of food and then recommend that to your owners. And then, you know, what they do once the kitten get home is, is totally up to them. Kittens should, should eat a different food than adults, however. They need different nutrients until they reach their adult age. So kittens usually should eat kitten food until they're 12 months old and 15 months old for Maine Coons or larger breeds. So you can recommend that 
the kitten just stay on the kitten food until they reach adult age to your new owners. Number five, environmental enrichment. There are several things that a cat needs to be happy inside his home and inside his environment. Cat shelves, places to climb. Cats love to be up high so they can look at their area from, from a high level. Cat trees, scratching posts, window seats, lots of toys, interactive toys, hunting games, and even interactive feeders. So a good list of these things to help enrich the environment for your cat, you can provide that to your new owner and give it to them as a shopping list and say, you know, your cat needs all of these things. As far as scratching posts, you know, some cats are vertical scratchers, some are horizontal scratchers, uh, some do both. So it's a good idea to offer both types of scratchers to the cat until you can observe the, the cat and decide what type of scratcher he is. If they are like to stand up and scratch their claws, then they might be the ones that want to scratch the furniture. And you want to have vertical scratching posts in many places of the house. Um, some like to scratch the carpet. In that case, you want the scratchers that are on the floor and they can get down low and start scratching that way. So you really have to watch their behavior and see what type of scratching post they prefer. So that's my list of the top five things to talk to your new kitten owners about. It's a great little list. Now, just for listeners of the show, I have a cool little PDF that you can print out and give to your new kitten owners that talks about these five things, or you can also email it to them. All you have to do to get a copy of this is go to our Facebook page, Cat Breeder Sensei Says Podcast, like us on Facebook, and then send us a message and let us know that you want this top five things checklist, and we'll send it right over to you. I hope you liked today's episode of Cat Breeder Sensei Says. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the show so you don't miss the next episode. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.